0: The following content is cruelty-free. Just kidding. I'm drinking like a motherfucker, so we went cruel as fuck today. Start the show. to add to that, uh, I'm out of soda, so I'm drinking straight. Oh, he ran out of soda early. When the, when, when the show starts, I'm drinking straight. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. I'm drinking water again. <laughs> uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I am... Holding back a wellspring of anxiety and um three weeks away from the election? Three weeks away, man. Here we are. Here we are, bro. Okay. Here we okay. fucking are. Um it's wild out here. I'll just say that. It's wild <laughs> as fuck out here. Um interesting week, to say the least. As it is, every day is Monday. Uh, As it is. Can I start off with a quick shout out? Shout out to Marcus Black, a.k.a. Mr. Goodbar. Shout out to Mr. Goodbar, man. Oops, wrong one. Shut up! I just went through all of of them. There we go. Airhorn. horn. Uh, horn. Shout out to Mr. Goodbar from The Remedy. (laughs) uh, Who sent us both special care packages. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you about uh, about how presentation is everything. Yeah. He hit me a few weeks ago and asked me what my shirt size was, and I look up. I see Randall has gotten a care package, yep. so I check the mail. I check the mail like once a week now, unless I'm expecting a package, because it's the same old shit. So I go and check my mail. It is a neatly my I've never seen my name written so neat. Yes. I opened this package. This is a this is a real merch kit. This is a this is an official remedy merch kit. Enclosed. Now Randall got a note. I got a handwritten note. A handwritten note. You got the business cards. That says fuck Jason Whitlock. Yes, it says fuck Jason Whitlock. Um which
1: Thank you for that. If uh, you send me Christmas cards this year, y'all, that's what I want them all to say.
0: <laughs> um, we got stickers. Yep. We got a button. Yep. But what got me, I got now I got a couple of business cards. Yeah. I got two, so I'm never without. That's right. Now, what got me, the 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 linchpin of this whole thing was that he got that he has special printed Care instructions on how to wash a remedy shirt, <laughs> including turning inside out. That's right. That's a real G. That's a real G, and that's a real G who spent money getting that th- getting that printed, uh, so he would have stock. This tells me that this nigga has stock at his house. Yes.
1: <laughs> so he he should be expecting a care package sometime in the yeah we got we gotta send him some merch. We, we got to outdo him on this one.
0: Um. But I aspire to that level of care and presentation because not only did the care instructions have how to wash the shirt, it had his logo at the bottom. Yeah, with that his was face what, on it. All of that was amazing. That took time. Uh, so definitely shout out to uh, Mr. Goodbar. Listen to the remedy if you've not already on uh, KPFT. Also, I think his archives are on Mixed Cloud, I want to say. Um. Good, good place to listen to, to hot soul music, man. Yeah. Um, also, want to do a quick want to do a quick shout out. Um, congratulations to uh, Lauren, aka Lala Speaks, um, who is celebrating her fiftieth. Well, the fiftieth episode is coming up, but she's celebrating her year, her first year doing Play No Games podcast. Dope. Dope. Um, uh her first year is already out there. I saw I saw she was uh, out at the spot turning up uh with 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 my people. Shout out to Humvee from the truck cast. Um wish I could be there with y'all. Um I'm too COVID anxious for that shit, but y'all have a good time. Um uh Lala, you got a shirt coming, by the way, probably. Mm. Uh so congratulations. When you're in the fifties, they know it's real. Yep. Yep. Um and shout out to all the, shout out to all our Houston podcasters, man! Keep doing your thing. Shout
1: out to everyone who's uh, who's, who's been supporting with merch as well. Seeing a uh, few ladies
0: with the opinions while black tank top, one hundred percent rocking the merch, sitting right. Um, uh, we also oh we also have well I'll I'll tell you all fair but apparently we got some some free merch coming. Ho ho! Uh, we you know that's what happens when you shout people out. We got some merch coming.
1: Shout out to Nike, um, <laughs> Apple, <laughs> Dodge cars and trucks. Y'all go ahead. Y'all, they, uh, he,
0: he waiting for that fly out. They're going to they gonna fly him out. He's going to be yeah. r- randomly trying to run them, run them, uh, you know what I'm saying? run them routes. <laughs> try to get fluid out. Um, yeah, we got a good show, man. What is this episode? 109. 109. 109. Um. Uh, I want I, I know Randall has somebody who wants to send flowers to. I want to start off sending flowers to NBA superstar Chris Paul. Oh. Chris Paul is going back to college. Uh he announced on first take recently that uh he is currently enrolled in winston Salem State University. Um, you know, we all um Chris Paul has never been shy about the fact that uh one of his big regrets is not finishing school. Mm-hmm. Um His other regret is not going to a black college He went to Wake Forest originally Yeah, And so he is Righting both of those wrongs uh, And he wants to finish school Now here's my thing I have said Numerous times on this podcast That I feel like College is a Ponzi scheme I feel like college is a Ponzi scheme For regular people Um, If you can afford that shit and you can afford to have a plan B and C, go. For regular people that have to finance their fucking houses to go to college, I feel like it's a jip. But if you got the capital to fund that, and obviously Chris Paul does, um, please do, please go, um, have a backup, just have another plan. Yeah, um, I've always said that he is at the forefront of this generation of ball player that is smarter that is uh more shrewd with their money Mm -hmm. and has aspirations past basketball and wants to just as more focused on getting the bag and getting out you know i'm sure those state farm checks are hitting those state farm checks are definitely hitting shout out to him and uh, alfonso ribeiro (laughs) yeah good i mean good job for him
1: um you know like you i i do have my opinions of the the necessity of college. Um, it, there's another time and a place for that discussion for me because it becomes Absolutely. a very long discussion. But you know, it's one thing that it's it is not necessary for everybody, right? Even though it's made to appear that way. But um, shout out to anyone who has the the dedication and perseverance um, to see it to completion. Um, I, I will say that you know a great many people have benefited from it. Um, I have family members who have moved into medical practices and so forth. Um, which you know, if someone goes into the medical practice, you definitely want them say, to get as much you education. want them to know
0: as much as possible out of those fucking books. Right?
1: Possible. You know, my my sister is a um is a psychologist and, and licensed professional counselor as well. So again, you, you want You don't
0: want a YouTube doctor. Yeah, you do not. We got enough of those. You know what I'm saying? Um so yeah, shout out to Chris Paul. Randall, I understand you had somebody you wanted to give flowers yeah, to. Yeah, this might get
1: me in trouble, but um I want to give a shout out to Bill Burr. Okay. I, you know Bill Burr.
0: Okay. Sound sounded off for him. There you yeah. go.
1: Bill Burr was on uh Saturday Night Live. Uh Saturday night. And during his monologue, he he you know, he spoke up a little bit about um the white woman. Yeah, the white woman. Now, now mind you, Bill Burr is... If you're not familiar with Bill Burr. Bill Burr is a, a white comedian who is married to a black woman. And a, a black, black woman. Oh, uh, at, say at, right. At, at that. Like... In, Bell Pepper knows yeah, black woman. and if
0: you know what I mean... Yeah,
1: you know what I mean by that. Um, so, I'm pretty sure he was speaking through her, or she was speaking through him. She definitely has her original face, you know. But he did comment on how... Um, White women have, generally speaking, have uh, kind of propagated the woke movement and have begun putting their own perceived um, inconveniences in in the in the forefront of that movement as well. Right. When it's really something that was designed more for people of color um, to to acknowledge and celebrate their their comeuppance, so to speak. Oh, he's gonna get a lot of trouble for that. Oh, shit. He's gonna get a lot of trouble. But you know, at the end of it you know every you know a lot of he remember he's a comedian so he has to make things that stick with you uh, or things that can startle you but at the end of it he did say one thing he said look just I'm a white guy sit next to me Ugh. and take this talking to and take this out like and and this is a time this year has demonstrated more than any other year during my lifetime at least that this is a time for p- some people some people to just sit the fuck back and
0: listen and shut the fuck up. See, that's the problem. Is that now now I have to say I have been fortunate enough to have white women as friends that it sounds bad when you're talking about women knowing their place, but that no their place in context of the subject matter and know when it's time to just shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. listen and support you can you can shut the fuck up and support somebody at the same time as a black man when black women speak about issues that are that are pertinent to them i got to know when to shut the fuck up i i
1: i know when to shut the fuck up and it's immediately i'll say (laughs) until instructed
0: to speak again (laughs) i'll say you're see you're married married men are well rehearsed ah. in shutting the fuck up. Ah. There's a lot of shutting the fuck up in marriage. <laughs> I've noticed this. <laughs> not 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 with Randall in particular, but just I've noticed this in marriage, there's a degree of shutting the fuck up uh that I am not acquainted with. That's probably why I'm not married and don't intend to be well, anytime in the any time in the foreseeable future. That often determines
1: whether you can sleep in the bed or sleep on the couch. <laughs> um so but the the moral to the story is there there is a time and a place. Everyone, yes, everyone has their own struggles. Um but everyone also has their own pertinent struggles. Be sure to sit and listen when people are discussing theirs and and don't try to don't always try to co-opt it with your own. Right. You know, there's there's no value in it. And recognize your privilege, whatever privilege you may have recognize that privilege and and you know we've talked about intersectionality ad nauseum on this podcast before just just realize y'all that's that's a real thing just shut the fuck up sometimes
0: um uh going so salute to chris paul salute to bill burr going into humans ain't shit okay some of you out-of-towners some of you non-gulf coasters uh who don't know we, de- we definitely just had, um, or for people in Louisiana still having, mm-hmm. um, I think it's still a hurricane. Yeah. Hurricane Delta? Yeah. Is it Delta? Yeah, they've run out of names and just started I'll going say, to the Greek alphabet. I was now. say, now, now they're fraternity names. Whoop, whoop. Um, so basically, Hurricane Delta just passed through, by the way. Shout out to shout out to anybody holding holding tough out there in Louisiana, New Orleans. Um, they've had the worst hurricane season of all time. Yeah. Uh, it's just been one scare or one storm or one something after another. Yeah. I don't feel good for them. Uh I feel even worse about it because at the same time I feel like we have dodged numerous bullets. Um, so I feel bad being happy about that. Um, anyway, so I was on social media and someone, a content creator, who does not get, need to be mentioned, uh, a content creator was flying down to Tulum.
2: <laughs>
0: this is at the height of a storm that is the mo- that, in fairness, is the most sudden and rapidly increasing storm at the time. In years, it really did just kind of come out of nowhere. But there was ample notice before they left. This is true, and the day before it's supposed to show up, maybe it was, maybe it was the, the, the yeah, maybe it was going to show up that night and pass through Mexico. Most of most of these storms end up passing through one of those peninsulas uh, to get to the Gulf. So I see them not caring and to be fair they are from florida and florida people i have noticed have a different feeling about impending hurricanes than people on out on houston's side of the gulf do oh we've been through that shit i've noticed people in louisiana mm-hmm. get numb too mm-hmm. even still mm-hmm. The level of I'm going to fly into a hurricane, even joking about flying into a hurricane, was nasty already. My thing is, there's a difference between dealing with a hurricane at home and
1: dealing with a hurricane abroad.
0: Abroad in a pandemic. And, you know, and so she arrives... And with, first of all, when you arrive, and I know this because it was a full Insta story. Like, you can watch, you could have watched this Insta story in a day. Like, like you could watch it in, in the same probably 10 or 20 minutes. When you get to your Airbnb that you were apparently lucky to get at the last minute for a reason, because hmm. there's a hurricane, right? right. and people are taping the windows. Not a good time. That's a red flag. When you're going grocery shopping for the duration and none of the stores are open except one and the shelves are bare, so you just come home with like 10 bottles of Don Julio, not a good sign. That's a red flag. And for me, the obliviousness of Americans came into full focus. What... How much... T- I get it. It's Tulum. And Tulum is the new spot that niggas have discovered to go vacation and put in all their rap songs. Yeah. Um. It, it makes me wonder about influencer culture and how much... How worth it is it to just be seen, be able to tag Tulum in your Insta story and just be in a resort or just be in an Airbnb Getting drunk and twerking all night. You can do it at home. You can do all that at home. You could have had all your friends fly out to meet you at home and do that. Somewhere where there's no hurricane happening. Mind you, I'm not I'm not against people traveling now.
1: Um, you know, as a person who's been stuck at home for the better part of seven months, I I I understand cabin fever fever all too well i miss new york yeah and if you are going to travel somewhere yeah go to a beach go to a wide open space right plenty of air plenty of sun all that good stuff uh
0: traveling
1: into the path of a hurricane to me just seems very very
0: short-sighted it seems like the likes aren't worth it yeah the likes aren't worth it. Whatever revenue you're getting, whatever, I don't know, whatever merch you're trying to move, it doesn't seem worth it. And Randall's actually being very generous. I think traveling in a pandemic is batshit crazy. I think it's complete. I don't understand how in a pandemic there's no anxiety there. And and there's, you know, and we, we talked about it a little bit off, you know,
1: pregame. You know, if people carry themselves with the same level of responsibility that they do when they're at home, um, sure, why not? The the downside of that is you're going to be surrounded by other people who are not doing so, and it's it's more difficult more difficult to control your surroundings.
0: In Houston, I know where to stay away from. Yeah, I've lived here all my life. I know where not to be. Oh, that that area is going to be packed tomorrow. Turkey leg cut. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I need to stay my ass away from there. Oh, somebody offered me a job on Washington Avenue. No, <laughs> no, it's gonna be packed. Yeah, with white people that don't want to wear masks. Yeah, no, defiantly. Yeah, and, and you know,
1: a lot of these tourist traps now, man. I I, I hate going out there and seeing Americans out there because I know Americans Americans do the most at home. They're gonna
0: do twice the most. The obliviousness. Yes. The obliviousness. Like, what like if this hurricane had went had went badly into Loom, we would have seen these people, we would have seen instant stories of them driving by people that are trying to rebuild, mm-hmm. that are trying to recover physically and mentally. Cause it's been a scary hurricane season for people in Mexico too. Yep. And these people, these influencers, just not giving a fuck. Chilling. These influencers just out here, out and about, taking selfies, twerking, photogram. Is it worth it? No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think, like, travel is just batshit crazy to me right now. Even just being on a plane. You're in a giant metal tube. With people who may or may who may or may not show their ass about wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm a big dude. I have to have the aisle seat in that case. Yeah. I have to have the aisle seat, or I'm gonna be William Shatner in that episode of Twilight Zone. There's a demon. There's a demon <laughs> tear off the side of the plane. Anyway. Um yeah, so I just I, I just give thought to what it it must be like to deal with us. As Americans, as niggas. Also, I'm glad I know that Tulum is the new spot so I know never to go. Now that niggas have discovered it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it doesn't look that lit. It's, yeah. I I guess
1: it depends on which resort you go to. I don't know. Fair When enough. I when I went at the beginning of last year, it was it was pretty chill. It was pretty serene for me. I needed to get away. But even the locals there were like eh, there's too many people here now. And when you go, yeah, when you go to the beach about midday and you see all the Americans there, I'm like, uh, okay, I see what y'all mean. It's going to
0: be, yeah, it's going to be that kind of yeah. situation. Right. All the all the spillover from Cozumel and Playa. Yep, here we are. See, that's all the drunkenness I don't want on my vacation. I already am not a fan of tropical vacations, personally. Give me a good city, a good hood to look around where it's, you know, I understand where I, like, The culture and the language and all that is different, but also not that different. Like I still have never been to Atlanta. I won't be going to Atlanta anytime soon (laughs) with this pandemic shit going on because they wild out there. Mm. Um, I would like to see Atlanta. Um, You know, I want to see how how other hoods do it and how other Black people navigate. Um, It's about the same. That's why I love Brooklyn. Yeah, shout out, shout out to all my Brooklyn people, man. Uh, I missed the fuck out of y'all. I was really supposed to go over there and take over the world for my birthday, and that did not happen because uh, niggas don't know how to sit down. Second uh, wave coming. Second wave coming. That that's the, what's that's what's fucked up is that y'all have prolonged the fuck out of this first wave. Y'all y'all stretch this first wave out to ridiculous heights. And I keep saying y'all just just sit down, just sit down for three weeks. Three weeks, just sit down. That's it. So I can go back. To, so I can go back to having a job. Sit down. So I can go out here and be out and about and producing y'all's podcast, man. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not. I'm not disrespecting anybody. The podcast is a little too out and about for me. I understand everybody got to keep the brand going, got to keep their live shows going. Fuck that. Mm. Mm. I hate Zoom. I'm sick of Zoom. Zoom will get it. All day. Twice on Sunday. Real talk. Zoom will get it in comparison to me being at uh, the fuck and being at fucking bar 5015 or whatever. Fuck that. People are doing it. People are doing all of it. Let me tell you something. Houston's open. (laughs) No matter what they try to convince you of the slow reopen, whatever. Houston's open. Yeah. I, so d- don't don't be don't get it twisted, uh. Because we don't know how to fucking sit down. Anyway, song of the week. Um, a new artist I have not heard of. Um, dropped a new EP this last week. Her name is Savannah Christina. This is doing me. We'll be we'll be back with more opinions. While black, gets yourself comfortable. We're gonna have a great episode. Let's. Go. the slow jams with the with the hard bass yeah and it sounded better it sounded better when randall played it here because he has he has the real speakers i just happened to come across and play it over my google home which google home speakers are impressive for home home systems home speakers like that yeah but there's no replacement for good bass all day every day all day man uh bass makes all the difference in a song um, I don't listen to my headphones as much anymore because I don't go anywhere. Uh, but yeah, that I'll keep that in mind. Um Okay, this is not on the on the list at all. Okay. But I do have some shit I want to get off my chest. And if it's a broken record, I'm sorry. It is about classism. I was in a group that will remain unnamed. Honestly, I saw this in three, in like two or three groups over the past week. It was this post, and a few of these groups I should just stop paying attention to. But I saw this posted at least three or four times, asking, "Would you date a minimum wage worker long term?" Let me explain that the assertion, the fact that that has to, that you feel like that's a question that needs to be asked is classism, right off the top, off the muscle, period. Because what you're asking when you ask that question is, does a minimum class worker deserve love and affection? Mm. And they do. Let me explain something to you about your fucking standards. Have whatever standards or preferences on this planet you want. How you talk about the people that don't meet yours still matters. It still matters how we talk about people that don't fit into our version of life. And in this society, in this capitalist society, that definitely means the underclass that capitalism creates out of a majority of us. Some of y'all think that just because you just because you making ends meet and you can afford some cute shoes and a and a brunch every now and then that you're not below the poverty line. You are too. Right. And if not, you can easily be.
1: Most people, regardless most people regardless of what they're making right now, are still living check to check. They're, they're still people spend in relation to how much they make. So most people are still you know one or two checks away
0: from being in some deep shit. The average American is a check is a paycheck. Last I checked, the average American is a paycheck and a half away from homelessness. Yeah. None of us is really in a position to be talking shit. Right. And and my thing is, just because do- you just discovered Robin Hood, you don't know how to
1: act. Putting a dollar amount on that shit is just corny to me. If if anything, if you want to say, if if you told me like I don't want to enter into a relationship with someone. In which that relationship would end up In a state of codependency I can fully understand 100% if, if you said whatever Whatever that person makes And could sustain their livelihood And whatever I make And can sustain my livelihood In the event that the worst should happen To me that's 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 reasonable Sure. To me that's actually more reasonable Than saying I want to get with someone Because I want to make sure my bills get paid You know And but if you say I want I want to operate at a level that does not put us into a codependent relationship, I fully understand that. Shit. That person on minimum wage might be taking care of all their shit.
0: And might not need a goddamn thing from you. And let me tell you something. Um, those of you clowning six hundred sixteen hundred dollars sixteen hundred dollars uh a month, suck a dick. Yeah. Suck my dick. Sixteen hundred dollars a month makes makes it work. I ain't been in the poorhouse in I ain't been in the poorhouse in ten years. I ain't been the, I'm unemployed and ain't in the poorhouse. I was able to put to put myself away to make to do the things I need to do and put myself away a pad where I haven't had to work in seven months. Hold mm. on, oh, let me hit him with this. And sure, that's and sure I got unemployment. But I had a pad, I was ready to get away from that fucking job. And I'm gonna be ready, and I have enough pad where I'm gonna be ready to dive in again, and I'm not gonna be and I'm not gonna be broke. I too, I made 1600 dollars a month. It ain't broke me, baby. You don't know what the you don't know what the fuck people can do with their money. Right. You don't know what the how the, you don't know how somebody was raised to deal with money, and I still went on vacations, good vacations. That's
1: What I'm saying, shit, there are times I say the nice Airbnb. Fuck time, out of here. There are times where I feel like I had more money when I made less. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I
0: like, when I get into town and people want to meet me, I I was able to put up somebody that had a better job than me just, during my stay and and comfortable. You can stay in that room. Mm. Don't talk to me about about uh about a minimum or middle wage some of y'all ain't doing that much better and the and the better you do it you ain't doing shit with it mm. stop talking down on stop talking down on people that you perceive live a different life than you stop that shit I, it was a bitch ass nigga in one of these in in one of these groups if I ever saw him other than the fact that I think he might be psychotic um If I ever saw him, I might slap the shit out of him. This nigga really fixed his mouth to say that niggas that work at Home Depot don't deserve to be in a relationship and they need to work on themselves. Suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Inhale a dick. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with y'all? What is wrong with y'all? Look, if you live your life a certain way and if you've gotten accustomed to a certain standard of living congratulations. You worked hard to get there, be there. But the minute you talk down on somebody that makes less than you, that doesn't live the lifestyle you live, that is textbook classism. Don't argue with me on that. Words have meanings. You know, if, if
1: this experiment called democracy fails and our entire system falls into ruin and your little college degree job becomes unnecessary overnight, you're gonna going to thank the person that can do shit with their hands that you shit on at Home Depot. Because I tell you what, you know, my, people from my parents and grandparents' eras can do any goddamn thing with their hands. My, my maternal grandfather built their entire house by hand. By hand. I wish a motherfucker would tell me that he needs to work on it while well, he's long gone, but you know, the, that, the equivalent of that, that that person needs to, to work on themselves. Yeah, you got you got shit fucked up.
0: All fucked up.
1: Goddamn business card CEOs.
0: The, the real talk.
1: Motherfuckers who say, what do you do? I'm an
0: entrepreneur. You ain't telling me shit. Brand ambassador. Suck my dick. You Inf- made that up. Influencer. Fuck you. The fuck out of here. And guess what? And guess what else? This economy is going to get worse before it gets better. Yep. Cause you see, Trump, Trump has said a lot of shit in the same week. Y'all ain't getting no fucking checks. Well, I might, I'm, I'm, I might send y'all some checks if they sign off on it. I tell you what, we're gonna work on these checks right now. You know what? We're gonna stop all working on checks until the election. He said all these things in one week. The in, stock market plummeted. In some niggas hours. I know that's making 10k off of the stock market want to throw themselves out of a fucking window. Sorry to cut you off, Randall. No, I'm just saying that was all in the span of like 72 hours. That was a 72 <laughs> hour span. So, just so you know, this this economy is gonna get worse before it gets better because it, because it it costs money to dig yourself out of a hole, mm. and that goes for America. And some of you niggas ain't gonna have a lot, of, ain't gonna have a lot of what you have right now, and some of y'all are just gonna be left. Uh some of y'all are just gonna be left only only being evaluated by your character and your personality, and you will truly be broke then. That's gonna suck. Then what you gonna do? Then you're just gonna be a broken, a broke piece of shit, nigga. You're gonna be you gonna be broke with no character. Damn. Multiple struggles. See how bad you look on look down on struggle love and shit then. All these little buzzwords <laughs> y'all come up with. Man, fuck y'all, fuck y'all for real, y'all. See, and, and the fact that black people above all don't understand how classism works yeah. is amazing to me because because capitalism more than anybody is designed to keep us at a limit. Mm-hmm. The game is rigged on us more than anybody else on the planet, but y'all love this shit. Somebody hands you a twelve hundred dollar check because some of these niggas that say they broke, that some of these niggas that say they doing good, that say they middle class, they took that check too. Mm-hmm. They didn't to turn that shit down. And if you took, and if you, and if you even got the check, that means you ain't doing as well as you thought you were. Check yourself. Humble yourself. Life comes at you real fast. Life comes at you fast as fuck. Before you fucking know it. Some of y'all going to be starting from the bottom. Mm. And that's all you're going to be is there. <laughs> Humble yourself, bro. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm, and if you think I'm talking to you, I'm 100% talking to you. You class as fuck. Classism makes me irrationally Angry. Angry. How the fuck you look? How the fuck you, you, you fix your mouth to look down your nose at somebody? <laughs> wrong is wrong, bro. Anyway. What else we got going in the news, man? Uh oh. <clears throat> I'm gonna pose this question and then I'm gonna unpack it. Okay. Do we owe Jay-Z an apology? For what? So, I was looking at I was looking at a couple of news stories, but, you know, like, in the era of um, uh, Rachel Dozel, Jessica Krug, Sean King, these people that are accused of masquerading as black. And and how people now want to, quote-unquote, gatekeep blackness, which I have a problem with already. Um, And you know, you want to judge people by whether or not they have, you know, bell pepper nose or big lips or whatever. Uh, Because that's what you have. Okay. Um, Again, slightly problematic, but I'll go with it. I remember a time when Jay-Z got with Beyonce and they clowned the living fuck out of Jay-Z. As a matter of fact, they might have clowned Jay-Z about getting pussy... Before Beyonce. They Talk. did, but it, it wasn't until he
1: got with Beyonce that it was really like, oh, okay, he's with a real person who's
0: called him Joe Camel. Who's strikingly beautiful. Yeah. Because you know. he had the big lips and the big nose and shit. And in retrospect, now we go out of our way to highlight and appreciate those kind of features in our people, represented in representing the media. Some shit that we clown somebody for not very long ago at all. So maybe I don't know if we owe Jay Z an apology per se, but I don't know if we we necessarily owe him an apology.
1: I, I do think there needs to be some type of acknowledgement that um, features that are considered, you know, African features uh, are, are now being adopted and accepted more in the mainstream and, and hopefully not, not on a trendy level. You know, we, we do know that as they have for years, uh, people with classical Eurocentric features have been appropriating black culture, including making themselves appear right. Um, you know, with fuller lips, bigger hips or slimmer hips, bigger, bigger waist, bigger ass. Um, you know, the the Kylie Jenner's of the world, so to speak.
0: They were just clowning Kylie. Yeah. Because she was... Uh, they they had a picture of Megan Thee Stallion posing and doing a, a pose similar to Kylie. And they were like, oh, she biting Kylie's style. Y'all. Megan was born with it. <laughs> Megan is six feet tall <laughs> and considered one of the finest women on earth. And Kylie... Physically, surgically speaking, had to jump in the Captain America machine, jump out, and grow wings and fly. Yeah. To look a fifth, a fifth of as good as Megan Thee Stallion, and she don't. I, as far as I'm concerned, because I didn't know Kylie Jenner existed. All these Kylies and Kendall's y'all made this shit up. Um, I'll give her a sixteenth of as good as Megan Thee Stallion. If that, I mean, the, my thing is, Megan was born with it. 100%. Um, the, the She had to fly to where Megan had just walked to from Missouri City. Yeah,
1: the Jenner Dashians are, are all manufactured. And it's hard for me to assign a, a particular standard of beauty for something that comes out of a print shop, basically. <laughs> That's just my personal preference on it. But we've also seen over the last few years with... Um, more more women of African and African-American descent gaining more prominence that um the the standard of beauty is being accepted across a a broader spectrum and not necessarily just Eurocentric you know with Lapita mm. Nyong'o coming into her own in the last few years and um you know people seeing black women more front and center Nowadays, uh, it it definitely helps to to elevate that. And and again, as people, it's one reason why we always talk about people wanting to see people that look like them. Right. It's not just so that we can identify ourselves and other people, but it also normalizes what what is aesthetically pleasing or or what is acceptable. Where, you know, someone like Viola Davis. Yep. um, Who, you know, is, is considered to be on a certain scale of beauty right now as well.
0: Finding her gym clothes. God
1: yeah. damn. She's
0: been working out, man.
1: She she knew what she was doing lately. God damn. But I'm just you know and I'm just saying that, that's that to me that's that's an accomplishment. Now we don't need to necessarily apologize to Jay Z. <laughs> I'm not gonna take it that far.
0: I say saying it's still some bullshit he gotta answer for. But you know,
1: Naomi Campbell
0: had to had to crawl so that we could walk. Sure did. So. Um I give somebody else in a different facet that I feel like maybe we don't owe an apology but we should definitely take a second look at in retrospect Wesley Snipes So yeah. not only what and not only because we 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 ran him through the ground about how dark he was <laughs> I mean, that was a that was a classification how dark is easy he? Is he Wesley dark <laughs> That's true I remember that um but also because so, the other night i you know nowadays it has to be late at night for me to get anything done, and they were playing passenger fifty seven that they went mm. in the vault and played passenger fifty seven on one of the premium channels and I went and I took a real honest look at this movie. Wesley then was the superhero all encompassing Action hero that we look for representation in the media for now. Yeah, like all these, like all these things, like the, like, like the, the, like the Black Panther, like fucking, because uh, he would have actually, he would have absolutely been the Black Panther had they dropped that shit in the nineties. Yeah, um, shit, the Falcon, War Machine, all these niggas. Wesley was the prototype of all that shit. Let me tell you something. He was quite literally Blade he was played which was also the unspoken prototype to a lot of those Marvel movies mm-hmm. that nobody talks about yep um I was watching Pastor 57 and they really Wesley's muscle Wesley must have really had a hand in the level of representation and the level of blackness that really took place in this movie when I really thought about it they, it's like they really sat down and said let's have a let's have a tough Take no shit black man in a leather coat pull a diehard. Now, <laughs> let's go down the list and figure out what problems could we give a black John McClane? Really better than John McClain because Wesley was kung fooling fu the fuck out of the motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh what problems could we give a black John McClane that would prevent him from pulling a diehard? Oh, let's let's put him in a position where the airline that hired him would try to throw him under the bus if don't none of this shit work. Because <laughs> you know John McClane didn't have none of that shit going yeah. for him. John McClane was kind of an alcoholic cop anyway.
1: He could have fucked the whole thing up. <laughs> and they would have been like, oh well.
0: Oh, <laughs> he tried. <laughs> he started off Die Hard three on suspension, and an alcoholic. Yeah. And they just said, well, we need this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> let's stick him with Samuel L. Jackson and see what happens. So, so right there, he's got that obstacle. Let's, let's look at the next obstacle. What else can we do that would prevent a, that would prevent a nigga from pulling off a diehard? A fine, light-skinned woman. A fine light-skinned woman that thinks she comes—that thinks she Cleopatra she Jones and this motherfucker. They, they introduced her character like that, in that if it was a hostage situation, she try to swing at she tried to swing at the terrorists. And Wesley Snipes spent the first fifteen minutes of his character telling her to chill the fuck out. So right there, we got a fine light-skinned woman that he need not waste his time trying to save. Because we know niggas with money yep. fall for that shit. Yep. They're going to fall. They want a Jeneico out here. Nothing wrong what, with that. What else? And then they said, what else can we do to keep a nigga from pulling a diehard? <laughs> Let's throw him out of the plane and have him get picked up in Bummerville, Middle America, in Fucking Georgia, somewhere probably, where they actually have a state fair, and have him get picked up by some good old boy sheriffs, and none of them believe a word he says. <laughs> and just to put some stank on it, Wesley Side's got a loose mouth in this in this in this movie. So when he gives them sass for being ignorant, let's take him out back and beat his ass. <laughs> they really beat his ass the second he got off the plane. And he still saves the day. Beats the crazy white man terrorist with daddy issues ass. Every and, and even after that, even if he saved all these people's lives, they all think he's Arsenio Hall. <laughs> and they go woo, 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 woo. And then he walks off with the light skin, with the light skin girl that, that don't listen to shit. With the music plan with a with a with a tailor-made theme song for this movie by none other than Stevie Wonder. This is the blackest shit I have ever heard of in my fucking life. This is the level of representation we're going for right now. And Wesley was doing it 20 years ago. He was a little early. He was ten years too early. With it. And this nigga said, and this nigga got actually got the line off, and everybody forgot this was a line for a minute. Always bet on black. <laughs> Wesley was the hero. Wesley was the hero we needed.
1: We didn't deserve it at the time.
0: That we did not deserve at the time. That <laughs> we that we honestly kind of almost don't deserve now. Now, this is not taking away from any of the things that made Wesley Snipes a dickhead. Because by all accounts, this motherfucker was this, this motherfucker was intolerable and yeah. just refused to pay his fucking taxes. I know he mad as shit at Donald. He mad as shit. You mean I could have got away with only paying $750? $750? If I had known that, I I, would have kept my ass out of Philippines making them bum-ass movies. Set your $5 ass down before I make change. (laughs) Christopher Williams looking ass. I heard that nigga was trying to make white men can't jump too. Nah, we don't need that. (laughs) We do not need that.
1: We don't need him to rehash anything. Woody Harrelson don't need to be running up and down the basketball no. court right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> unless they're coaching two other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Also, tell Spike to sit his ass down. We don't. I, I. I'm. I'm good on Spike. Yeah. Spike represents an era. Spike represents an era. Spike is a is a trailblazer. I. I don't need Spike. Saying white men can't jump type shit. In 2020. I don't need it.
1: Um, I hope that Mahershala Ali can fill in the shoes that um, Wesley Snipes left open. 100%. I, I think he can do it.
0: 100%. We'll Mahershala Ali was always unappreciated yeah. and has bypassed all that to make a rise to stardom.
1: Uh, hopefully they'll, they'll they'll let him do justice with Blade.
0: And we, I feel like that. And he can I, pick up that mantle. I feel good about that. I feel like I feel good about the shaft of vampire hunters. That's how I've always felt about Blade. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, there's that. What else is going on, man? Oh, locally, more turkey leg hut drama. Huh? So the owner, well, the owners, their their husband and wife, the husband got caught. I don't want to make a big deal out of this. I just think it's funny. The husband got caught fucking the wife's best friend. On the premises, got caught by the wife during operation hours, and the wife beat the best friend's ass to the white meat. Damn. So the husband brought that work to work, huh? Show did. Let me tell you Well, uh, we'll no, the best friend worked there. Oh. I believe. I believe. Anybody that anybody that has more information on this can correct me on any of this. But uh, I believe the best friend was an employee there, and well, a bartender, I believe. And the wife beat her ass to the white meat. It feels like niggas with money got more problems. You talk about more money, more problems. Niggas with money stay having problems. And there's always some shit going on that on that street corner. Nigga, I tell you, uh black people's Alameda has turned into <laughs> nigga has turned into a nigga version of Game of Thrones. And it's just like that one block. It's just that one block. It's like six establishments on that one block. And there's always some shit going on. I don't know them I don't know them people, so if you know them people, don't get offended by me. I'm just talking shit because I'm drunk. Uh, I ain't never been a turkey leg hut, actually. I've I have I have run a pretty solid record of never being on the premises at the Turkey Leg Hut. Um, I don't do long lines. I don't do being rushed out of a table. Uh I don't do fifty dollar gratuities and shit. Uh but if you like the Turkey Leg Hut, more power to you. Bring me back uh bring me back some food. Uh bring me back one of them exotic pop. Shout out to Exotic Pop. Um I just think it's funny. It, it, it is. It's just funny when niggas with money get into shit.
1: Shout out to James Harden and the other Rockets going to Turkey Leg Hut like the day after they got booted from the bubble.
0: Straight out of the bubble to Turkey <laughs> Leg Hut with no mask. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Hey, fuck it.
0: <laughs> James, I, I tell you, James, James Harden is a, they they talk about a how. James Harden is a pussy
1: hound. And probably went to V Live right
0: after that. Guaranteed. Facts. No drive-through. <laughs> I tell you, man, James Harden always knows what a pussy at. Didn't he mess with OJ's daughter once? That was yeah. Yeah, fucked OJ's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Oh, um, some positivity in the neighborhood. Um, we have what do we have here? Uh, Houston Endowment is partnering with the Ford Foundation uh to commit at least this is according to preview uh uh dot com, um to commit at least $10 dollars $10 to support Houston area arts organizations mm. and communities that are historically marginalized and underfunded and underrepresented in the narrative of the American culture uh this is uh including uh black latino uh, Asian and Indigenous arts organizations. I believe, including the Project Row Houses. Dope. Very nice. Very nice. Get third award some of that money, man. Hey, shout out to all the creatives out there. You know, look. This year, especially
1: with with the renewed focus on people of color, and 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 our voices and amplifying our voices. Please take advantage of any grants or anything that you see out there. Uh, they are looking. Get these bags, man. They are looking, so, you know, get it out there, get that content out there, and amplify your voices.
0: Amen. Um uh, More positive, I believe there was more positivity going on out here. Megan Thee Stallion announces the Don't Stop Scholarship Fund for Women of Color. Right on. Um, so, I like this for obvious reasons. One, you send people to college, cool with me. Um Two, I like that Megan is flipping a narrative that was not working in her favor. And she is owning the narrative and flipping it to do something good for other people in her community.
1: She's definitely using the Beyonce
0: playbook for this. Agreed. And that is a wonderful thing. Um, I, honestly, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, it seems genuine. And it's where the bag is. Yeah. Um that I, a strong poor that was a strong poor that was a tough poor i'm oh, I am, am gonna regret that by the end of the program. This is
1: gonna be a tough segment now
0: uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: um I think one of the one of the earmarks for success um that people overlook, and this is going back to that stupid ass minimum wage discussion <laughs> is I think one of the earmarks of true success is the ability to give back to others. It's not how many you know how many houses you have, how many cars you have. It is your capacity to make life better for other people that can benefit from those those resources. And and to me, you are not truly rich until you can do that. It's it's why Jeff Bezos can suck a dick. I still want my shit in two days. (laughs) But, you know, we don't need more billionaires. We need more
0: people living above the poverty line. Shout out to two-day shipping, man. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Just, but I, I, I do I like that Megan is flipping this narrative and now don't get me wrong for all I know this could have always been the end game or this could have always been the works because for, for what I, from what I can tell Megan has a wonderful head on her shoulders mm-hmm. um, she's in school um, so she obviously has some kind of backup plan for this and I mean, not that I'm sure, I'm sure she's grateful for all the success, but you know, she's playing for the day that the success ain't it. I don't so mind. she ain't got to run off the of Love and
1: Hip Hop. Oh yeah, please. Please don't let that happen. Please. She's much too good for that.
0: I, I never, I, as much as I love Love and Hip Hop, as much as, as much as I miss ratchet reality television, cause it's all kind of drying up. I don't want to see Megan on reality television. Nah. Um. But I, I, you know, so I appreciate that um, she's turning this into something good and using, using her abilities and her by her abilities, I mean her knees, uh, to get the bag <laughs> and uh, improve life for people around her. Yes. Um. There was something else I want. There was something else that wasn't on here I wanted to talk about. Oh. You see, where the Jets, there's an out, There's a COVID outbreak, I believe, among the Jets. That is not surprising. Unsurprising. I mean, that's already been a trash organization. I don't expect them to, I don't expect them to take as a better attitude towards COVID than they take towards you know winning football games. Mm. Um, let me just say. Can we go ahead and go and can we go ahead and call it that the NFL has no pun intended fumbled this? <laughs> Let me hit you with this. <laughs>
1: I, I, I just caught that. Wow. Um, the NBA, above and beyond any other sports league, I think has done has set a tremendous example on how to continue business as usual during a pandemic and ensuring the best you can, the safety of the players and, and, and staff involved. We've gotten no reports of anyone in the, in the NBA bubble going back to June. I think it's when they started yeah. it um, of contracting anything and, and people have been kicked out for the most minor, you know, violations of it. Look at You Daniel house. Right. Um, the, NBA, the 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 NFL had months to prepare. Right. They had months. They've had since shit since March since the shit started. And 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 no one said that they had to start on time. They didn't have to start in September or whenever. They could have pushed it back to prepare even more. There's as we've said every week for a sport that is a full contact sport with more people on the field than you even have at an NBA game on the court. It would have benefited them to take the time and the extra precautions to, to see that they could limit these types of outbreaks. Look, first of all, they only play one game a week. They only play one game a week. So you, you have the ability to, to, to test during the week and, and, and and people can kind of keep to their own during the week. However you want to set that bubble up, um, they, they they could have done it. They just, they willingly chose not to. Yeah. When I saw, I think it was the Denver Broncos, I saw the Denver Broncos coming out on the field one day uh, for practice. You know, they weren't, they didn't have any masks or anything. They just kind of passed through this little metal detector looking thing that allegedly sprayed some kind of sanitizer on them. Like,
0: uh, I wasn't buying that. Yeah, that's, that's, I not, buy that. That's
1: not quite the same. It's not quite the same.
0: Not at all. Yeah. Um, And the fact that it's the fact that we know they have the capital. Yeah. Just like the NBA had the capital. Yeah. To, the, and, and let's keep in mind that the NBA got their shit together much quicker. The NBA stopped in the middle of the season, canceled all games mid-season.
1: After like, after like two positive, after right. Rudy Gobert and some, maybe like Donovan mentioned, somebody else
0: tested positive. They were like, nope, 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 let's Cut stop all it. all that shit off. Cut all that shit yeah, off. We, we, they were at the <laughs> forefront of the cut all that shit yeah. off. Yeah. And they reformed a strategy, which, again, it's kind of burying the lead. In the, I get it. It's kind of burying the lead in the fact that we're trying to have any of these things at all during a pandemic. Right. But if you're going to do it, I would say at this point that the NBA represents the gold standard yeah. in COVID prevention. Period. And right now the NFL is looking a lot like a lot of these cities and a lot of these states trying to reopen and not keeping it a secret at all yeah. that it's for the money. And the, the, the NBA, outside
1: of the NBA acting on its own volition to do these things, they did a great job of what, what made it possible was they partnered with other institutions that were just as adamant and probably wanted to profit as much as they did. You know, with the cooperation of Disney, they were able to take over an entire fucking resort. Yeah. Um, as a bubble, uh, I'm pretty sure that because of their extensive use of Microsoft Teams, which kind of pioneered how audiences can participate virtually right. in, in you know a large scale event, I'm pretty sure that you know Microsoft probably kicked down some money to to make some shit happen as well. But all those things contribute to an environment. That actually works. I I remember the first time seeing them play in the bubble, and because I was thinking like, man, how is this going to work without the audience there? It, it just right. doesn't make sense. And then you kind of see the audience there virtually, and you are like, all right, it's not as distracting. It's not as bad. It's better than having South Park characters in the stands, right? <laughs> you know, right? You know, and and I saw that. Uh, well, I am not going to get into wrestling, but um, the, wrestling bottom is, yeah, the bottom line is, up, yeah. The bottom line is the the NFL did not they, they, they should have they should have done more homework with this shit.
0: There's no reason at this point. There's no reason they couldn't have done better. Um at this point UFC is doing Dana White, who doesn't have nearly NFL capital, has been doing a better job. And they, and there have been some COVID outbreaks. There have been a couple of, like a couple of fighters teams have caught COVID. Uh but they have quarantined appropriately and it didn't it didn't result in a big deal. Um, uh, Gilbert Burns, yeah, Gilbert Burns team. Mm-hmm. He was the he was supposed to be the new heir to the throne. Um, he over the 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 over Usman, the I wrecked your face guy. Um, he and his whole team caught COVID. Now I believe he's still training. Yeah, because now and because the level of training they have to do to make weight and to keep weight and. A lot of the crunch th- and a lot of the kind of crunch type shit they have to do to make weight—that's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast. Um, but he's still on it, and you know apparently the symptoms have been mild. But there haven't been many stories about that. And I suspect if there were, Dana would make sure we didn't hear about him. Yeah. Um, because remember, Dana is a piece of shit too. Still um you know what else the nfl could have done The nfl
1: could have they could have done their games every two weeks yeah do your games every two weeks and that way even if you do have something pop up you still have the ability to quarantine with the possibility of being back in effect anyway i, think I, this I digress is,
0: i think that no i know you're right i think this is a thing i think this is a thing that pr wise they couldn't afford to get wrong the um. NFL has taken, has taken a lot of L's in the past five years. Yes. Numerous L's. Because and of their own it, ignorance. Whether it be domestic violence, whether it be... Kaepernick. The to- Kaepernick, <laughs> the tone deafness on race, um, just the whole kneeling thing altogether, um, police violence, paying, overpaying Jay-Z. <laughs> it, it, it all has resulted... In a, just a downward, a downhill shit show that really is only still being invested in. Let's keep it honest, because America. Correct. Because we have decided that um, football is at the fun, is at the fat, is the fabric of our foundation, or some shit. Whatever, whatever white people say, it's American as apple pie, or whatever. Um, there's no reason they should have. Again, pun not intended. Dropped a ball like this. Um, Kind of a damn shame. On that note, um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more Foolishness and Fuckery. You're listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I got to tell you, uh, I am feeling pretty good. Just to give you an idea how good I'm feeling, when we took a break, I said it. I was like, that was a strong pour. And, I doubt, and if it wasn't for this ice, that would have been a problem. And Randall's like, do you need another Coke? <laughs> Honestly... I thought about it for like three seconds. That was two seconds too much thought. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to, um, uh, who's this? Amanda gave me this bottle for my birthday. Shout out. Uh, uh, a lot. Of, some of this went into the latest batch of whiskey lemonade. I'm trying to perfect this. Gotcha. For, so a lot of you have been asking about whiskey lemonade. Is this going to be a thing that I'm distributing? Um, I'm trying to perfect this first. Yeah. I know what I'm looking for. I've gotten a good batch. And I'm trying to recreate that good batch. Um, so I'll keep you I'll keep you all in the loop. It'll still get you fucked up either way. It will still ruin your fucking life. <laughs> Make sure as you drink it, you are active. You are moving. Because <laughs> if you just sit down and drink, and drink a few cups of this, you're going to get up and it, it, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. But well, That doesn't bode well for us when we're podcasting then. Let me tell you something, when this when this pandemic shit is over, um, Opinions Wild Black 3.0, <laughs> it's going to be a whole new world, Why, yeah. wait till we start bringing guests back, Oof. it's going to be a whole new motherfucking world. Euphonic well, tried to kill us last time, whatever the fuck that shit was. Euphonic tried to ruin some lives with that shit. I believe I, I believe I still have a small bottle of that shit somewhere in my little war chest fermenting. Yeah. That's gonna ruin somebody's life when this pandemic was over. I proactively elected to sleep on the couch that night.
1: Cause I knew it would be a problem.
0: I'm like Will Smith and I Am Legend. <laughs> I have certain bottles that I'm just saving for when this shit <laughs> is over. And when all the zombies decide to sit the fuck down. Uh you know Will Smith had that bacon, yeah, that they cook out saving that bacon <laughs> i got I got a few bottles out saving for when this shit is over, uh for varying reasons um on that note, it is time for white people must be stopped <laughs> um, I'm not gonna spend too much time even unpacking the actual uh link. Because this shit is that batshit crazy, um, and I'm still kind of floored as to how this took place. There's a there's a white man, Andrew Beard, who is a murder. was a suspect in a murder. Let me show Randall exactly what this motherfucker looks like because he looks like he's a suspect in something.
1: He did it. Whatever whatever he's <laughs> accused of, he did it.
0: Who was disguised as a black man to murder who, who disguised himself as a black man to murder someone. Um the the sister of the victim tweeted that man that, that that murdered my sister as a posed as a black man. How disgusting is that? This story deserves to be heard. I cannot even process. Um this is a quote. Yeah, when they caught him, the investigators went in his SUV and found trash bags that contained brown liquid foundation, partially burned up makeup wipes, boots that had been cut up and a bleached uh, that had been cut up and bleached and a serrated knife. So he put on blackface to kill someone.
1: At least he had enough wherewithal to use a connecting beard when <laughs> he did that. Um That was also very foolish of him. Was that smart? Because the the one thing that you do not want to dress up as when you're committing a crime is a black man. It's a black
0: man. (laughs) You a black man that only kind of did something? You'll get lit the
1: fuck up. You'll
0: get lit the fuck up.
1: You can't eat ice cream in your own apartment at home without getting killed.
0: Without getting shot. You can't be sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) You can't be sleeping... (laughs) <laughs> In preparation for work the next day without getting shots. Yes, you cannot watch birds.
1: Well, he didn't what get shot. What the fuck
0: but... did you think you were gonna do with a murder? And you know I'ma tell you something else. People always make these jokes about a race war coming. This only tells me that white people trying to get one started. I remember that old Panther movie where they had Kadeem Hardison set the set the other Panthers up like, like they did some shit. Yeah. That ain't fooled me with none of this shit. Uh, Now, now it makes me wonder what's really going on in some of these protests. Are we going to find full connecting beards? Are we going to find disguises with full connecting beards and blackface around the corner? I mean, they already, the white people already set up a pallet of bricks at the protest sites. How did that They're work already wildly coyote levels of stupid. Like how did, how did that work out by the way? Not well at all. It just became the telltale sign of let's get the fuck out of here. Also, I, and I I don't
1: I hate I hate kind of giving away the game for free. Yeah. But I, I did want to give him a quick pro tip. Hit it. Hey. So, when you wear a black face, you only look like a black person to other white people. <laughs> That shit doesn't fool
0: anybody. Nobody. It fools nobody. Rachel Dozel with the stealth tanner. Didn't work. That didn't work. Her chapter of the NAACP must have been wall-to-wall white folks.
1: She's in Spokane, Washington, too, so yes.
0: Oh, 100%. I ain't never heard of a black person from Spokane. I, you know, just...
1: I'm glad... I, look... Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I, I choose not to be flattered. Yeah, I,
0: I, that's a hard pass. Like, just... <sighs> um, and, oh, oh. so, Ryan Gabriel, uh, an avid listener of the podcast. Um, I believe he's bought quite a bit of merch.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> get your merch. Uh Price just went up, shirts are out. Gabriel sent us something that I have neglected To talk about for the past episode or two Uh oh Um, It is disturbing There is, there exists A racial slur Database (sighs) Online Accessible I'm gonna go ahead and drop it RSDB.org They spent money Securing the site This is a real thing This is a real deal site They even have the racial slur of the day <laughs> Right <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it They Now they have Broken these up into Classifications of Who this is offending um, Can you guess who has the longest database <laughs> Of racial slurs Yeah you guessed it Niggas there's some clever shit too. I gotta say, there's some there's some clever stuff on here again that I, I'm not
1: really gonna repeat.
0: Right. But and I just like, uh, and we got the longest by a mile. Dude, oh, that's by yeah, up. it's not even close. I'm convinced the Call of Duty people have this out and ready <laughs> uh, to spew any given any given word at the end of a match. New moon crickets. Oh, you goddamn camping moon crickets. You only you only won because you had a bigger gun. Fucking moon crickets. Let me see if that's on here. Is moon cricket? Let me find out moon crickets on here. We're looking through the database now. The database for African Americans and for black people is extensive. Oh, not only that. They have blacks, black Russians, black Americans. Holy like shit. It. We have like four categories just for niggas. Boy, I tell you. It's, I always say it like the Chris Rock When they Rock, hate you, they hate you. I always say it like the Chris Rock joke. I don't have time to dice white people up into little groups. They got time to dice us up into little groups.
1: Porch Monkey is on there. You'll be glad to know.
0: Porch Monkey is definitely on there. Okay, okay. That's a classic. You got to definitely got to go in the back for that one. Pookie
1: is also on there. In the guy. movie New Jack City, Chris Rock played a played black Pookie. crackhead named Pookie. named
0: Pookie. Okay, right. It keeps calling me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'll go with that one. All right. Oh, they got four categories just for black people. No moon cricket. I didn't see. I, I, I went through it too. I didn't see. I have it up over here. I don't see a moon cricket. It
2: yeah,
0: is. It's not. I don't see a moon cricket. Yeah. There it is.
1: Oh shit. Yep. It's right there. Just below. Just
0: below moon young. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Oh. I was wondering if they have the old classic. You got to get Muliano off.
1: <laughs> Look, oh. I can guarantee you that there is not a single slur that, as it relates to black people that is not present on this page. And if you accidentally speak it, it'll be added just in real time, just off of AI.
0: Sad to say they did their homework. Because no other race uh, indicated on this, on this database has nearly as extensive a database as, uh, niggas do. We don't, um, sorry. Um, so yeah, um, you know, if you're, if you're trying to write racist white people accurately, uh, you have a, you have a, you have a source now. You have a, you have some shit to go off of, rsdb.org. They paid for dot .org. Wow. Hurts me, cause I think they, uh, cause I think they only bought .org cause, Dot com is probably taken. <laughs> I noticed that. People, people will just buy domain names. Yeah. And don't do shit with them. And they'll buy them just to spite somebody else. This is a true story. So, there's a group. A very popular black nerd group on Facebook. I always forget. it. it Oh fuck it! They don't listen to this podcast. The extraordinary journey of a black nerd. Mm-hmm. You heard of this? Nope. Okay, they're very popular. Well over fifty thousand members. Probably, mm-hmm. probably not nearly as many active, but a lot of black people. You know, probably very casually follow this. Yeah. Um, they're very problematic. You're not allowed to say nigger. And there are white people in the group. Problematic. Um, okay. don't care much. they don't care much for black women. Um they're very gamergate ish. It's uh, a lot of bullshit going okay. on in there. So someone who shall remain nameless, I know this for a fact, bought the 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 dot com to their name. Mm-hmm just to spite them okay hey. bought the dot com to their name Now I only know this because I was in the admin group for this <clears throat> don't let them listen to this podcast and if they do hi I'm talking to you fuck you Um, bought the dot com just to spite that group people's really out here like it's like that out here. It's it's like that. Ever oh, since ever since pets.com. <laughs> just, you know, everybody's trying to get a who is that who's the politician?
1: I was trying I was just trying to think of that myself. Where
0: Dan Savage bought their name or like flooded their name on Google with a whole other definition. Oh, it's gonna oh it's gonna bother me. No,
1: someone now. someone purchased a domain in the, in the politician's the .com. And I, I and I was trying to
0: think of it just now. And, and I they can't made their name in the, mean something else. It was, yeah. Oh, it was crazy. I forgot who it was. Now this was like two elections ago, and they made their name. Rick Santorum. Yeah. Dan Savage fucked Rick Santorum over so bad, and I think to this day, if you Google Santorum, it means some disgusting shit. Um. Yeah. It was. It was bad. What happened? To, I wonder what happened to Rick Santorum. Uh, no, never mind. I don't give a fuck what happened to Rick Santorum. Uh, one of those just clown card, and always a bridesmaid, never a bride, motherfuckers. Um. <laughs> oh, we we have something here. The f- hmm.
1: <laughs> I googled Santorum. Yeah. Very first definition at the top. The frothy mix of lube and fecal matter <laughs> that is sometimes the byproduct of anal sex.
0: Frothy mix is a crazy term. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they took the time out.
1: Definition number two, Senator Rick Santorum.
0: <laughs> the fact that they took, they took the time to really give it a writer's touch. It's a frothy mix. <laughs> of lube and fecal matter. Is that the dot com? Spread.
1: It's the first. When you type in Santorum. This right here. Is that
0: the dot com? Yes. Holy shit. They still have that shit bought out. Somebody went on godaddy.com and went nuts. Somebody took their refund check and went on godaddy.com and showed their ass. Spreading Santorum. Wow. Woo boy. Um. On this same note, I want to give a. I want to take the time to give a quick shout out. It's a blog spot. <laughs> On that note, I want to take this time to give a quick shout out as long as, long as I have been reminded um, to one of our upper echelon members of Team Oz of the opinions while Black family, Mr. Anthony Dusto, who has who has succeeded in a long time fight. From what I am told, he finally owns justocom I know that was a big deal for a while among millennials. You gotta, you gotta own your name. Yep. You gotta yep. own the .dot com for your name. Oh yeah. And he owns the .dot com. It was a long battle to the top, but he finally has ownership. Good for him. Thank you so much for all your. Uh, um, congratulations on that, and thank you so much for all your contributions to the opinions while black family. Um, uh, also, shout out to you and and your wonderful wife Rachel. Um, I think I think they might be one of the first opinions while black families. Oh wow, they are there and they are an O W B family. They got shirts for both of them. Oh,
1: and that, you know that's that's like my boy A. A Ron. He got he got shirts for him, the wife, and the kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I think Ryan Gabriel and Andrea have that too. All right, look at y'all. We got we got OWB families. You know here. Know what I'm saying so cute. Um, yeah, get your merch by the way. OpinionsWhileBlack. Threadless. Also, send your send your uh, racist stories, your racist um, real life experiences, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or any of our guests. Uh, please send that to opinionswhileblack@gmail.com. Or the soon-to-be revamped opinionswhileblack.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you visit that anytime in the next week or so, um, I'm making plans. That's gonna end up being under construction. Uh, I did not talk to Randall about this in the meeting. Uh, we'll talk to him about it after. You mentioned that it was coming up. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I reached out to somebody that's gonna be happening soon. Um, in any other case, if you you, know, you can find us on social media. Uh, pages while Black, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, we'll be right back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast, Pour Up. <laughs> and we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I have to say, this coke shout out to D. Randall has stopped the spread of my drunkenness <laughs> to a point. Because if I hadn't had that, I don't know where I'd be at this point in the show. We
1: have to do some some contact tracing.
0: Um, <laughs> 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 you have to have the app. Yeah. Um, and it's time for your listener letters. Um, this is one of the segments that I feel good that, that I feel very good about us adding to the show. Um, I like interaction, and y'all have not gotten too wild. Um, and honestly, if you did, that's kind of what the show is yeah, for. I say, who would give a fuck? Um, Gustavo Andres Romero Pineda. Okay, put his whole. Hope, I hope I said all of those names right. Put his whole Hispanic Heritage Month name in there. Let me tell you something. The Latin community. I love how the Latin community. Leans into their entire fucking name. I love it. You know, black people, black people just sometimes we don't want to go through the shit. Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm just Oz or whatever. Yeah. I have a homeboy from college. Shout out to my man David <laughs> Wayne James the <III. laughs> Third. That's how he introduces himself every time you meet him.
1: That man gave his full action star name.
0: I feel like I feel like that's a middle class shit. I don't know anything about.
1: <laughs> Man I got three first names. <laughs> no joke. I I know they fuck up your name all the time, dude. I know they all the time. I know they fuck, David Wade Dave, James Wayne <laughs> David.
0: I'm one of those people that has a mental block when someone has like two first names. <laughs> White people, I tell you, you could have the simplest name on the planet, but if you're black. White people just get this random effect over them where all of a sudden they don't know how to pronounce names. Yeah. My name is Daniel. Yeah. I say Damien
1: Randall. Daniel? Mm. No, no. No.
0: That's not even close. I,
1: I, it's very... My name is very easy. You had to delete a lot of letters yeah, to get there. You just had to
0: mash some shit together. Um, Gustavo asks... Do you care anything? Do you care about anything Alan Moore says anymore? Okay, oh. okay, okay. All right, y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how we're starting. Oh, all right. Alan Moore, for those of you who don't know who Alan Moore is, those of you who are not read into comics, Alan Moore um is a famous, I'll say, almost say infamous, uh comic book writer. Who has written a lot of Who has written a lot of things that have turned into pop culture icons or movies that you are familiar with? Uh, most notably, now is Watchmen. He mm-hmm. wrote the original comic for Watchmen. Um, if you've seen V for Vendetta, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yep. all of those are based on uh, works from the legendary Alan Moore. The other thing you need to know about Alan Moore before I answer this question is that Alan Moore. Is insane. He's batshit crazy. Alan Moore is batshit crazy. And we say that with love. And we say that almost jokingly. But Alan Moore is one of these people. You know how we always explain in in music. There are people who just drop their shit. And don't want anything to do with humanity after that. Mm -hmm. Like Kendrick or Frank. Alan Moore is that. Alan Moore is an actual hermit. Who thinks he is a fucking wizard. Who will just drop his shit. And just retreat back to wherever it is in the UK that in which he resides, and doesn't want anything to do with humanity. He has not watched, according to him, he has not watched any of the movies that have anything to do with his work. According to him, even the Watchmen movie is still on a D, in a DVD case that has not been opened, sitting on top of his television. Um, do I care about anything Alan Moore says? Yes. Here's why, but it's with an asterisk. Here's why. Alan Moore says a lot of bat crazy shit, bat shit crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Having said that, he also says shit that is hundred percent on point. For the past few years, he has been whenever he does resurface, he has been advocating for creatives to get to divest from the big two, which is Marvel and DC. A lot of time, uh, for a long time. The, the the comic book writing and comic book drawing game was about you waiting to get picked up by the major leagues. Right. Alan Moore recognizes that we're in a digital age, that we're in an age where you can just drop your shit. I wrote an article not too long ago about the value of Kickstarter comics and helping people launch their own independent comic books. Um, and he's been saying for the longest... Just put your shit out. Mm-hmm. Independently. Drop your comic. Put your shit out. Put, post it on the web. Um, self-publish it. Whatever you have to do. We have to divest from the big two. He is 100% right. Right. Um. And I listen to him for things like that. And I also have to keep in mind, I think his daughter tweeted about this not too long ago. You have to understand that when you're talking to Alan Moore, you're talking to somebody that that has gone through all the ups and downs, the highs and lows, all the good deals and bad deals and the betrayals and the backstabbings that the industry has to offer. And he has come out on the other side with less of a love for that industry. And it's a lot like what Joe Budden was saying about how he goes into these deals to trailblaze he goes into these deals to make sure the next the next batch of podcasters gets a better deal yeah and he had to take that on he has to take some of these losses on the back as getting information alan moore has has gone through getting 40 plus years of information through backstabbings and good deals and bad deals so that Comic book creators could get a better deal now, right. and it's arguable if they're getting a better deal now. Right, he's,
1: and he's, and he's fallen out of love. Yeah, and he's very much. I mean, he's very much a proponent of the sanctity of ideas. In that, you know, I, I, and you 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 can completely understand it. Like I I can understand how a work as seminal as the original Watchmen, uh, which a lot of people consider you know perhaps his most career defining work. Is I can understand how he can ha- he can have a bitter taste in his mouth once DC got their hands on Watchmen.
2: Oh boy, and,
1: and you know they took creative license
0: with you know some of the things in the book as well. Um, and that's not to say that we didn't get a great TV show out of it, right? We got a great TV show that will be remembered for now and for always. Yeah, but it took a lot of DC. Creating Watchmen-related bullshit, yeah. To get there, comic book, comic book niggas know. Yeah, comic book niggas sat through before Watchmen. <laughs> comic book niggas sat through Doomsday yeah, Clock. I didn't
1: sit through that shit.
0: I am the one person in the comic book department at Black Nerd Problems that fucking hates Doomsday Clock. I didn't. I, I was like, I'm not watching this shit. Five issues in, it was some bullshit. Bullshit. Oh, you made it that far, okay. Oh,
1: I didn't make it past the premise of Doomsday Clock. My God, it was
0: bad. But um, yeah, so
1: outside of outside of that, outside of what Alan Moore has to say about comic books, I don't really, I don't really find a lot of common ground with him personally. I mean, right. he's, he's more of an anarchist by nature, right? So he's he's very, very anti-establishment in a lot of ways, and, and again, I think a lot of that was shaped by his experiences. Um, in the comic book medium um i mean he's like me i I, you know i've i've i come from a background where i've had exposure to the music industry not on the level that he has in the comics industry sure and there are certain things about that experience that soured me to music as an industry and and watching firsthand how the sanctity of ideas is violated and um you know taken over by by companies who don't have an interest in maintaining the sanctity of those ideas so i i understand and, and, you, and you know what if i'm alan moore as much as i enjoy watching Watchmen, if i'm alan moore i don't blame him for not watching it this this what we saw with hbo was not part of his vision right um and if he's mad about it i i i have to say i understand um now if i were him i probably would have been curious enough to at least watch it now,
0: there, <laughs> now, having said that, there is some shit that he says that is just cranky old man shit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Let's not let's let's not be mistaken. He has said some shit that is just cranky old man shit, and he has said some shit that is problematic because some a lot of his work. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Trigger warning, if you want. There's a lot of there there tends to be a lot of rape in his a books. A lot. Oh, uh, there tends to be quite a bit of rape in his books,
1: and a lot of young women being. Taking advantage
0: of right and so there are those arguments that can be had about alan moore's work and and so when i talk about the things that i take positive from his work i'm talking about the things that you kind of have to be a fan and you kind of have to be read into that industry and you have to have heard ten thousand miles of batshit crazy shit to get to mm. <clears throat> so do i care about anything alan moore has to say anymore Yes and no. Because there are, some, there are some jewels there. And yes, he says some ridiculous shit. But somebody who's been in the industry as long as he has is not just going to be full of shit. Right. Not all the way. He's, and not, he's not
1: Rob Leefeld,
0: Not at all. <laughs> not even close. To, fuck <laughs> Rob Leefeld. Oh, God. He, sti- he still wants you to do cartwheels. And suck his dick and thank him for creating Deadpool. Anyway. Anyway. I could go off about some people in the industry that, that want complimentary blowjobs with their shit. And they, their output is not on par with that. You know. People have a right to argue over Warren Ellis's rapey problematic ass. Because Warren Ellis put a, his output. I just got through rereading Planetary yesterday. Whew which is some of my favorite shit of all time. That's one of my favorite comic series. of Warren Warren Ellis is a problematic, creepy, rapey piece of shit. But I have to say, he's also put out comic books that define what what comic books as a medium can be for me. Yeah. And both of those things can be true simultaneously. And that's the problem. That's the balance that I've had with him lately. Garth Ennis, too. Garth and his, oh God, it, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, and, and this is just, all these All these Brits. You and, know and, and what? <laughs> On a quick aside, I, so I was rereading Planetary in full yesterday. <clears throat> there was that one issue that floated by me, because I read it at an earlier point in my life, that I didn't realize was a shout out to all the British writers when the when the when the the John Constantine dude looking dude died mm-hmm. that funeral that had all those creations yeah. from Alan Moore and Grant Morrison and yep. shit swamp thing and mm-hmm. animal man and that passed me by and there's a great line in there about about how creators from then and people from from the 80s in the UK couldn't relate to Americans really because Americans didn't realize that the politics in the U.K. in the 80s were nuts because Margaret Thatcher was a, was a fucking lunatic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, that's just us waxing poetic about comics as usual. Thank you, Gustavo, for that entry. Hopefully we answered your question well. Uh, Karen Caldwell wants to know, in investigating the Pickaninny twins from Lovecraft Country, what made them truly horrifying? Do you th- do you think they deserve a two-story spinoff? Are you caught up on Lovecraft Country? Mm-mm. Okay. As you can see here. I saw you got HBO Max up. Okay. I actually I actually just finished episode four, so I'm I'm four episodes behind. Oh, it's about to get lit for you then. Yeah. It's lit already, but it's about to get fucking lit. I'm catching up. It's about to get the the past three episodes have been batshit. Okay. And I love it. I've
1: seen people make mention of the Pickaninny twins. I saw David Anderson drew he, uh, a version of the Pickaninny twins. The
0: the um uh Shannon, I think one of the writers uh like retweeted him mm-hmm. and shouted him out. Dope. So that was that was cool. Or one of the creators did. Um, so speak, okay. you can
1: speak freely about it. Don't
0: worry. Okay, okay. I wasn't gonna give away much, but the Pickaninny twins. What made them truly horrifying? First of all. The, the showrunners have a very good hold on what, not only just what is what creates the foundation of horror mm-hmm. as a genre, but what fucks black people up right. about horror. Anytime little kids show up, little ghost kids, Mm-mm. no, it's Mm-mm. an automatic, Mm-mm. no. I saw so many posts that night when Lovecraft Country happened where nobody was gonna be able to sleep well. Yeah. These fucking little kids, first of all, remember that remember how we missed out on that whole Japanese wave of like Jap of like American remakes of Japanese movies? Mm-hmm. Cause they all had little kids in them. I did not. I saw them all. Cause they all had little blue, little blue ghost versions of little kids in them. But
1: going back to them twins in the shining?
0: Mm-mm. Oh hell no. Just, mm-mm. This is solid mm Watch the ring and tell me what's <laughs> scary about the fucking Piccadilly twins. Exactly that shit. Yeah. And, and even the introduction, even the way in which they're introduced. First of all, the little kid is walking up the stairs backwards. Uh-uh. No one can walk upstairs backwards. Nope. No one a human can walk upstairs backwards. So I knew something was wrong then. And then all of a sudden, out pops upside down. A little, black, a little black girl with that fucked up face and then the other one bends backwards to look at you and say hi. It starts crawling like on the fucking exorcist. Nope. Get the fuck out of here. What's horrifying? That's not horrifying enough? That ruined my fucking sleep that night. I got
1: drunk for that shit. What's wild about Lovecraft is um I like how it draws the parallels between... Kind of an extension of what you said just now. It draws a parallel between what's scary and what's scary to black people. Right. So if you notice in in the episodes that I've seen so far at least, everything that happens on a supernatural level is some fucked up shit. But then the stuff that's happening with white people outside of that is... Even more scary and realistic, right. which is which is the fucked up part about it. It's like, yeah, if, if the fucked up part about if 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 horror shit
0: was like this in real life, white people would still fuck with us. Real talk. At the same time, and what's also crazy is that white people are almost red shirts on this show. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're getting especially white cops. They're very. They're very. Uh, if you're white expendable. Your head's on a guillotine. Yes. If you're a white cop, you're done. You're on death row. Um white cops are the red shirts. And for those of you who don't know what red shirts are, Star Trek made red shirts famous because yes. um it, you know, most of the principal characters had either blue or some other color on, yellow or something. yellow, and if you and if they went on a mission, if they had to beam down to a plan for a mission, if it was Spock, Kirk, and you know, Ensign Olson <laughs> in a red shirt. <laughs> the dude in the red shirt wasn't coming back. He wasn't making it. He wasn't gonna make it. Cannon fodder. And so that has become a, a linchpin of sci fi culture. Uh red shirts. Um, so I've always thought that was interesting. were, were the red shirts of always of another color? No. no. Red shirts can be white. And in Lovecraft country, the red shirts are in fact white. Mm white cops usually um i knew i knew when the, i knew when the little black girl spit spit in the white cop's face that he wasn't that he he was he, his time he was on borrowed time <laughs> talking about we're gonna get that little we're gonna get that little nigger bitch uh yeah okay okay you keep feeling like that um so yeah now do i think they deserve a two-story spinoff I don't know the story behind that. I don't. I didn't know that they they were being invested in, or if that's the case. If that is the case, sure. You know why? White people been getting off on spinoffs that we didn't ask for for years. The the fucking
1: what's the what's the shit about the doll? The one that spun off into like the Annabella. That shit. Like <laughs> Came from The Conjuring? Yeah, if, if they can spin that shit off in the three or four movies, yes. If, Absolutely.
0: If, if, you know, the Curse of La Llorona, all yeah. that shit. The the, the, the Babadook? Nun. Isn't the Babadook a Conjuring thing? Nah, I no? think that's separate. Okay. The Nun is a Conjuring The Nun thing. is. Yeah, they have got a lot of shit out of that. Um, They've been giving, you know, the X-Files tried to give us the lone gunman. We didn't ask for that. Nope. The Blacklist, I've, I've recently been binging The Blacklist uh, because I've never gotten through this show because I, I love it. I just never got through it. The, the Blacklist, I just, they tried to give us a spinoff of The Blacklist called The Blacklist Redemption where it was a bunch of villains from that season that nobody really gave a fuck about. I'm just saying, if I'm, if Famke Jensen is in your show, it's not going to work. It's not. Um if darwin from x from x-men first class is in your shit Mm-mm. might not go anywhere Mm-mm. so yeah white people have been giving us all kind of spinoffs that we didn't ask for um so yeah they can we can we can deal with a picking any twin mini series or some shit um so yeah thank you gustavo thank you karen for your uh questions for your listener letters OpinionsWhileBlack@gmail.com is where you need to get in touch with us for all of your opinions while black needs. Mm -hmm. That includes advertising. Please don't find me in a comment section somewhere if you know I host a podcast and comment under my comment about whatever, talking about, talking about inbox me, bro. Need to get at you. Please don't. Please don't do that. Just get at me. Just 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 email me, bro. Yeah. Just email me. It, I'm very accessible. Um with that said, it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up. Um, quick runner-up on the on the on the same note of Watchmen. Uh runner-up for Shut the Fuck Up is Damon Lindelof. Uh, who wrote the the show for watching? Yeah, Damon Lindelof was was quoted as saying that a lost sequel is feasible. No, nope, no, nope, no. It is not. Fuck out of here. No, we're not falling for the banana and the tailpipe again. Never. No, nope. you, you got me through Lost one time, the first time. You know how many times I've rewatched Lost since then? No, never, zero none not once you hit me with banana in the banana and tailpipe you got me sucked in for five seasons actually i jumped in around like see the end of season two uh which was really weird i i jumped
1: in on episode number two my wife watched the first episode she watched the pilot she was like hey you need to check out this show you might like it i got hooked on the second episode she stopped watching <laughs> I sat I stuck with it through five seasons and I was like this is again I've said this before Storytelling was great the way that it built a mythology yeah. was great The resolution Bullshit Worst Bullshit The most dissatisfying conclusion to a series Bullshit. I've ever dealt with
0: You gave us all that for fucking for fucking Hurley Hurley
1: Hurley. Get
0: the fuck out of
1: my way Where is face. he now?
0: Exactly. That's what i He's he's I think he was in some stuff. He was? Yeah, he was in some, I mean, let's be honest. It's not a lot of people that survive lost except for that Hobbit. And uh Hobbit The Sawyer dude. Sawyer still gets work once in a blue moon. And Evangeline Lily still getting some work. Oh, yeah, the she wasp. getting the Marvel check. She's the wasp. Yeah. That's it. Who would have thought that Matthew Fox would go into with right. hate would be the one out of that whole show to go into obscurity. You know, you know what fucked up his obscurity? He was in that Alex Cross movie. Oh. That did it. Tyler Perry ruined Matthew Fox's career. Oh, <laughs> oh and my man, the black dude. Merch from 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 Best Man yeah he's always in some shit who's also in oz um he is you know we were i was talking about it with somebody maybe a shout out to brandy um he is literally the best part of romeo and harold juliet. harold okay. harold Peridot. That's
1: what I, I had to think of his name
0: he is the best part of romeo and juliet that nobody talks about that remake with leo yeah he ate that shit and there were some people in that movie that were at the top of their fucking game. Harold Perrineau does not get talked enough, uh, get talked about enough as Mercutio. He ate that fucking movie. He did. Every scene with him in it was lit. He ate people the likes of John Leguizamo. He's a good actor. He is a wonderful actor. Um, so yeah, fuck Lost.
1: No, we don't need to revisit fuck that. Fuck Lost, ever. we... we
0: that's one of those things where it has some good points, I don't need to live, relive it.
1: Yep, and message boards are no longer a thing, so right. we no longer need lost.
0: I don't need lost the new class, or lost the college years, and none of that bullshit. Lost? Oh,
1: by the way, it wasn't purgatory. <laughs> no, <laughs> No, fuck y'all. What the fuck ever happened to the polar
0: bear? <laughs> Why was the dog there? You know what I'm saying? Ben Linus had a pretty good career coming out of that. He, he did. He did. They, he 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 got off on that uh uh person of interest. Person of funny. interest. Yeah, that was a good show. Um, number three is Tory Lanez. Number three is Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez this week was finally charged in the shooting of Megan Thee Stallion. Um, he went. Now I've noticed since he dropped that album. He has been very talkative. He went on social media to say, and I quote, a charge is not a conviction. Just you wait, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> okay. Give it time. You really underestimating these white folks. You say that now. <laughs> you you really don't know what time you're living in, do you? <laughs> a charge is not a conviction. Are, are, are you saying you didn't do anything? Okay. He still hasn't really actually said that he was innocent.
1: I I saw in my YouTube feed. He had some kind of video pop up with his son on it and some shit, and I refused to click on it.
0: Fuck him. His name is Daystar. Who? Tory Lanez. His actual name is Daystar. D-A-Y-star? I'm pretty sure his name is Daystar. I'm not going to Google it, by the way. Okay, yeah. His name is Daystar.
1: You know what? I'm going to Google it.
0: His name is Daystar. That sounds like... It sounds like a Blade villain.
1: It sounds like a Rob Lee Field
0: character. <laughs> um, yeah, Tory Lanez, it's, it, that's not the moment. That's not your moment. Nothing happening right now is your moment. It's not. And I think the thing that... His name is Daystar. His name is Daystar. Um... I swear he's a top gun. That sounds like a
1: top gun character. Oh my goodness, man. He sounds like a generic X-Men character. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: this This was not the time for that. This is not the time for you to say anything other than about your guilt or your innocence or your understanding that harming black women is wrong. That's it. That's all you need to be saying for yourself. I don't understand why you don't have a team telling you that this is all you need to be saying for yourself. Now,
1: if he were accused of hitting her with his hands and he said that he was innocent of that shit, I would believe him.
0: Might I partake in those nerds? Absolutely. Thank you, sir.
1: If it was anything involving his hands being placed on another person in an act of violence, I I would would believe him if he said he didn't do it because we've seen him in his hands. And we know that if if him and Megan had a straight-up fight. Oh, he'd have got duffed. She would have. She would have Hunter's Glen his ass. He'd have
0: got waxed. I just don't understand what happened to teams. What happened to people that pull you to the side and go, nah, bro. As we've seen with him, it's already too late for that.
1: He got to a point where he shot a woman. And dropped foot. an
0: album about it.
1: Right. So the, the whole team concept is long gone. It, it's Look, he's been not having a team ever since he had a fight with two people, neither of which knew he was there.
0: Nobody pulled him out of that. <laughs> they let him keep running back into it. Let me tell you something. He should at least have a legal team. Dedicated to pulling him to the side and going, Nabra, this is an ongoing investigation. The least you can do is not drop an album about something that's in an ongoing investigation. Your money ain't long no. as Hove. No, sir. You ain't got Hove money. He ain't even got Cardinal official
1: money. <laughs> Come on, man.
0: Cardinal official
1: real canadian
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh shit all we're saying tory lanes is unless you have something to say um actually no it it doesn't even matter it doesn't matter just shut the fuck up just just, shut shut up up! just shut the fuck up it doesn't matter nothing you say is of relevance at this point yeah um your album your album went double frankincense (laughs) Triple Myrrh.
2: <laughs>
0: We've already demonstrated that we don't care about anything you have to say right now. Just shut up. Just be quiet. Um, number two is Jaguar Wright. She still? So we 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 I went on and bypassed this on the list, uh, the past few weeks. The when we left talking about Jaguar Wright, she was definitely getting her shit off. She was um Unpacking a lot of her relationships with um, a lot of a lot of people that came out of Philly mm-hmm. at a certain time. The roots, uh, uh, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, in in the wake of Malik B's death. Right. She's still on Instagram live talking shit. Well, she got shit else to do. Uh, it's definitely not. She's definitely not. You know, putting an album out. Um now she's talking about Mary J. Blige. Allegedly, she allegedly, according to her, Mary J. Blige is a lesbian that she may or may not have had a sexual relationship with, and that's why her marriage to Kendu did not work out. So here's my thing. If this is not true, it's nasty. If this is true, it's twice as nasty. Outing people in 2020 is gross. For what? And for what? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. At one point, I I could get with it being her unpacking about a lot of people that were, uh, that she felt like was using Malik B's death to boast themselves higher. Right or to make themselves look a certain way. I can understand that argument. I even if I don't agree with it. Whether I agree with it or not is irrelevant. Right. I understand that argument. And I'm not everybody has to cope in their own way, and it's not always going to be appealing to the public masses. When you're a, a when you're a celebrity, pseudo celebrity, public figure, what have you? When you have a platform that a lot of people pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Having said that, what solace in relation to you losing a friend does outing Mary J. Blige give you? Nothing. Nothing. It's clout. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it even though I don't have all the facts. It's clout. There's no other reason. I don't remember Mary J. Blige saying anything as far as Malik B. goes. I don't remember her having anything to say in response to uh, Heard what she had to say about Common or the Roots or Jill what? or Erica. Uh, Mary J. Blige was nowhere in that circle. Has not said shit about Jaguar Wright. Has not said shit about Jaguar Writer or anybody else. As far as, as much as I don't like Mary's Mary's art, I can say for the most part she seems to mind her own fucking business. Yep. So if it's true, then for you to out her is gross. It's it's nasty. It's maximum nasty. Um, We don't do that in 2020. If that's true, you don't know what she's doing with that. In 2020, you don't know if she's in a mind state where she's ready to deal with that in the public eye. If somebody did that to you, you'd be on Instagram Live talking about what a piece of shit they are. Yep. That's peak nasty. Outing somebody on any level like that, especially in 2020 about their sexuality as if it's something that they're supposed to be ashamed of is fucking gross. And if it's about some shit that happened between you two, Nick, you deal with that. Keep it, yes. Keep it to your fucking self. And I always say, if, if it got handled in private, settle it in private. Handling some shit in private and then outing it in public Is gross. The same shit Charlemagne did that I talked about in this program. So, Jaguar Wright, at this point, I'm going to do the bougie black thing that bougie black people do to dismiss people and tell you to go get some therapy and shut the fuck up. Shut up! That's gross. That's the worst thing you could have fucking done. Leave Mary J. Blige alone. I never thought I'd be on this program or any other saying, leave Mary J. Blige alone. Yet here we are. Leave that woman alone. She ain't did shit to you. Shit to you. And leave Kendu alone. What, what the fuck what, what did Kendu do to anybody? My God. Besides Mary. You? You know? <laughs> I just, I just, that's crazy to me. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up is none other, is none other than um Daniel Cameron. God damn it. The man of a thousand bad haircuts, uh, the hairline that keeps on giving. Daniel Cameron apparently saw Megan Thee Stallion's performance on Saturday Night Live last week, uh, where she shouted out Daniel Cameron and insinuated that he did not like black women and that he was one of the and that if this was the olden days, he would be one of the coons that that sold other black people into slavery. He said that her performance was disgusting and her allegations against him were disgusting. How about this How about somebody that says they're protecting black women does not imply that some that a black woman and or something they said is disgusting How about you be in politics long enough to know that associate that the, that the press is going to associate you? And Meghan Stallion and the word disgusting and it's gonna look unfavorable for you. But none that stopped you. You know what you could have said to this, really? Nothing. Nothing. You're a politician commenting on celebrity. Now I'm not saying that a celebrity that a celebrity does not have power. I'm not saying that a celebrity does not uh, grasp the attention of a lot of people. Or that their voice doesn't matter. But for you to be a politician that wants to be taken seriously that's sort of punching down. Right. And you know politicians do this every once in a blue moon. I get it. But what you could have the worst thing you could have said in some uh, protecting black women shit is for you to go off and associate the word disgusting with something that Megan the stallion considered to be positive in her community that was gross to me you know and, and you and there are any other there are any kind of responses you could have had to it
1: the thing is if you are if you are a public servant which he is he is a he is in the business of public servitude you you are responsible for all your constituents, whether they agree with you or disagree with you 100%. whether they voted with you or not um and as such, you're always going to be open, you're always going to be open to some type of criticism or some type of name calling on whatever level from either side. It's, it's going to happen, whether you want to or not. If you're in his position, you, you can't allow yourself to, to fall into that type of partiality. Yeah, so to speak, like you, you can't do it. Like he, you base you
0: basically when you try to back as mudslinging,
1: right? You know, she accused you of not protecting black women. Well, it's because there was a black woman who died under your watch, and you did not put forth great effort to to bring about justice to it.
0: As a matter of fact, you kind of lied about some of the shit.
1: And you know, when when people on the grand jury said you mis you misrepresented. Um, the facts of the cases it was stated to them what you're telling the people is not the same thing you told us now let us show them what let us show them what we saw and you're like well, well hold, hold, hold up yeah let's just slow, slow
0: that down a little bit yeah we'll, we'll get back to that Megan Thee Stallion is a smart capable is a smart capable artist who has gained a lot who has gained a lot of success in, in a very short amount of time who is exercising her right to use her art form to express feelings about something that I completely understand mm-hmm. is a uh, hot is a hot button topic that a lot of people in the black community are passionate about, um, and they, as well they should be. Brianna Taylor Brianna Taylor's murder was awful. Um, it's gonna it's gonna incite a, it's gonna incite a lot of passionate feelings because Brianna Taylor was somebody that looked that could have been any of us. I understand that completely and. I can only hope that she's going to continue to show that much passion and uh, getting her and getting her followers uh, to encouraging them to go to the voting booth. He could have said that. We'd be here chopping that up, but not as much as you calling her disgusting. You could have said that. That's a that is a throw that is a throwaway bait prepared sounding speech that we would have all said oh his team wrote that for him Mm -hmm. okay fine whatever fuck him
1: maybe he'll get a lineup now
0: right he won't but still and but you you fixed your mouth you thought about that Mm -hmm. you thought about that someone in your team propped you for that uncle trump that's what fucks me up about the debate and as you'll notice we didn't talk much about the debate because there wasn't there aside from Kamala Harris checking Mike Pence. There wasn't really much to say about it, but I think the the thing I take away from both these both those debates is the same thing I take away from Daniel Cameron's statement that someone prepped them for that. Yeah, that was the statement that they were gonna that they were gonna make the second that name came mm-hmm. up. Daniel Cameron is trying harder and harder to not alienate a base. That, by definition, does not give a fuck about him.
1: And when he's out of office, he'll see that very quickly.
0: Very quickly. You ain't always going to be Attorney General, motherfucker. And guess what? The way this election goes one way or another, I don't think you're going to be anything else.
1: Ask Michael Steele. Y'all remember Michael Steele? Michael
0: fucking Steele. Michael Steele went from being the top top dog in the GOP saying a bunch of coon-ass shit Every time somebody asks about race, talking about beans and cornbread, <laughs> to being an MSNBC pundit that nobody gave a fuck about. Yep. So where is he fucking now? Probably on Dancing with the Stars next season. He's hating the GOP now. He's what? Oh, he hates
1: the GOP now. Oh, of course he, he does. Yeah, he, said some, he said some flagrant shit, some wild because shit about him. Because he
0: can't miss out on that Morning Joe money. Yeah. You got to get that Morning Joe know, money. Ask, ask Herman Kane. We can't. I mean, we can't. He's still
1: talking shit from the grave. So <laughs> he's tweeting from the grave. It goes both ways. I'm just saying. Like, once you once you're not in that spot, look what's gonna happen to Ben Carson when he when he when he's finally out the paint.
0: When he dies of COVID because Trump is doing his damnness to get his whole administration sick. When when Ben Carson
1: tries to go back to his practice after this shit has set down and people are like, I don't fuck with you like that. Right, you might be one of the greatest surgeons of all time. You ain't gonna be in my
0: brain. Can't fuck with you like that. And he he can pull all that damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor. Shit. Nah. Uh, fuck him. Yeah. And and nobody's gonna fuck with you. Is gifted hands is gonna be is gonna be sold back on mass to half price books. It's be called get these hands. You- you know? <laughs> just, so, Daniel Cameron, just look at the people who have come before you. Ask yourself where they are now. Yes. Ask yourself how far they have gotten in their careers. Ask how much. Ask how respected they are when they when they fall out of these, um, out of these kind of flash in the pan political standings. Mm-hmm. And then look at where you are. And look at where your hairline starts. God damn. And ask yourself: Is this where I want to be? Is this where I want my hairline to start for the rest of my life?
1: Because it's are only going to get pushed further back.
0: Do I really want to just be Stephen A. Smith with a south side fade? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> there's still time for you to turn this around. Uh. Mm, nah. No. Well, maybe there's not still time for you to turn this nah. around. But you can still shut the fuck up. Shut up! You can still shut the fuck up. And, bruh, come down to the south. Come down to the. Side. I know a barber. I know I know a couple of barbers. We can't do shit else for you, in your image. Actually, but we might know a couple of mm-hmm. barbers that can. It may not be safe for them right now. Okay, okay. After the election. May... <sighs> okay, twenty twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get you the midterms. Yeah, we might know somebody can take. You introduce
1: yourself. Introduce yourself as Canyon Dameron, because <laughs> you will not soon be forgotten, sir.
0: They gonna think that nigga's a porn star trading on Daniel Cameron's name. You know they <laughs> they, they gotta do the reverse and shit. Um, D remember, if we done a podcast, oh, we most certainly have. We damn sure did a podcast. Uh, I am still drunk. Thank you. Uh, you put some hurt on that shit, Team Oz the opinions wild black family thank thank god for y'all i love y'all um this is this is a, a great experience i always say this every every week basically this is a great experience to do every week um i didn't think it would get this i well not that i didn't think it would get this far i didn't i didn't see myself having a following i didn't see myself asking people asking me about the podcast i didn't see somebody <laughs> introducing me as the host of opinions wild black yeah uh, I didn't see people sending me free shit. Mm. Thank you. Who was that, that that sent me the Call of Duty code? Oh, that was A.A. Ron. Bro! Yeah. Hold up, let me. Let me Thank stop. you. Bomb drop. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to have that because I'm definitely not pre-ordering that bullshit. <laughs> let me tell you something. That's a, that, that beta trial, and all, that's good for exactly what it is. A beta trial. I, it doesn't look as good as Modern Warfare, and I think that's the big problem. Is that Modern Warfare just just was the tip top, and they really went out of their way to revamp Call of Duty to introduce new people, and now they're trying to go backwards. Um, that's one of those things that either I'm gonna that I'm gonna end up playing just at the beta, and get it on a on a price drop one of these days when place when PSN has it for free. Hmm. But thank you for letting me try it out. It's coming. It's gonna, they're going to have another beta next weekend that I'm definitely going to get in on, and I will report back to you people. Um, thank you, Mr. Goodbar, for the merch. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, Remy and Dave from Lit B K N Y. We got merch coming. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. Thank you all so much for following us, for listening to us we being invested, apparently, in our lives and shit. Uh, we're going to be here. It's a pandemic, baby. Yeah. We're going to be here. We're going to get y'all through it. And we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode... 109. 109 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I might still be D. Randall. And always imparting titties.